I'm Alexander for the Inner Zone Network. I want to tell you about Cafe Piazza. They're located at 1900 Arsenal. They have a happy hour where you get buy one, get one 50% off on all items of equal or lesser value. They also have large pieces of beer and wine. That's at Cafe Piazza. Give them a call, 314-343-0294. They also do delivery and curbside pickup. And on the weekend, their brunch is open. Get yourself some bottomless mimosas, Bloody Marys, breakfast pizza, a la carte, all at Cafe Piazza, located at 1900 Arsenal. That is Cafe Piazza, 314-343-0294. 314-343-0294 and a thank you for your business. This is In The Zone. KTVI News reporter, Blair Day. I love Oprah. She, um, she was an interviewer who could get people to really open up. It didn't matter who came on her show when her show was still going. It didn't matter who came there. She was able to uh, make them feel comfortable, make them open up, get the tears going. And it was just always so intriguing to watch her be able to do that. So uh, she was definitely somebody who was um, influential for me growing up. On the In The Zone Network. City to city, state to state, worldwide, you are in the zone, baby. Hey, 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 this is your girl, Chi Anderson, life coach, host, model, and influencer. You are now tuned in to In The Zone Network, honey. Ah, city to city, state to state, worldwide. You're listening to the In The Zone Network, Palmer Alexander, the living legend, K-I-L, one nail the kid, but kid still kills. Joining me in studio is thy NBA resident, Josh Price of The Price Check. You know, I've been practicing saying that, right? <laughs> I've been practicing saying that because, you know, you know, after having a break, you know, from doing doing our segments and whatnot, right? Uh, you know, so I want to make sure I still have the timer down. You know, you know how us ballers do, right? Hey, look, so I, I can appreciate the intro being being thought out, being you know prepared. You know, it makes you feel good when you're doing the show. Yeah, and then, and then it's like you know when you go to the gym, right? Yeah. And hit that jumper after being out the gym, and they oh yeah, that right first net. when that first one go through the net, it's gonna be a good day. Right, right. And then you shoot that second one and break. You like okay. <laughs> yeah, look, you you pull a Paul George and might hit the side of the backboard. So you never know. Wow, we're gonna get to the Western <laughs> Conference. We're gonna get there. I'm starting early. I'm sorry. I know, I know, I know, and it's not like you, but I appreciate that. But but that's Josh Price of the Price Check. He got plenty of gems to drop, uh, especially him and Arch and A Trey Lane. They do that show. Very entertaining podcast. Appreciate you, sir. Uh, over over years of change doing the price check. Yeah, man. So it's crazy to think about. It. It's been almost two years since we started the show. Which two years? Oh yeah, it was August that, of that, August of 2019, wow. man. So um, amazing how fast time flies, bro. Man. So I'm thinking like you know just even comparing you know what's going on in the league today. Obviously, we in pandemic second season or the return after pandemic. Um, whereas when we started the show, I think that was in the midst of like LeBron being hurt for the Lakers. Like we were talking about a whole different NBA landscape at the time. Kawhi had just joined the Clippers. Like it was a lot going on. And so now just kind of seeing how things have come full circle, the show is getting a lot of good feedback, a lot of good buzz, uh, a lot of good support. So 
Uh, now just kind of, you know, keeping the takes coming, baby. And, you know, I love calling audibles. And, you know, normally, like by now, we probably maybe a third of the way breaking down the Eastern Conference, but not so fast. <laughs> not, not, not so fast because you just made me think about something, though, too. Um, you know, doing these, doing our shows, and we, we have parallel shows. But, you know, the, the fun part about it is, again, it's like we just see the game and break it down. And I think about where we were last year, we were doing the hits, and we was talking about the bubble, and I fell in love with the Heat. Yep. And it was just maybe because I love the grittiness and how tough they were. And that's not the same team I'm seeing right now, injuries. And uh, I love the addition of uh, Oladipo or whatnot. Uh, they, they traded away some pieces. No more uh, Jameson Crowder. He's in the Western Conference. I'm going to bring him up, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but but now the, the Eastern Conference is is different, and you know you know you know me. As long as we've been doing any kind of NBA related stuff, I was kind of like, hey, I was big on the Bucks, right. and then you know the Bucks fell short, right? And then I cooled off on on the Bucks. But but this team looks good. You know, I've been I've been watching them play a lot lately, mm-hmm. and just impressed with how deep they are. And you don't really appreciate it, you know, because I think from the surface, uh, outside looking in, like a lot of us are, but I was disappointed with their last two postseasons. Yeah. And so I just pretty much, I just kind of wrote them off anyway, not being a worthy contender or even worthy being in the conversation. But but I have to give them some credit. They, they, they look a lot, they look a little bit more, better suited this time than they than they have been in a while. And so I think the thing that I'm keeping my eye out on with the Bucks is this is probably the best spot for them to be in right now. You have Philly who obviously Doc Rivers done a hell of a coaching job and kind of getting them to the place where they probably should have been in previous years and leading the East. You got Brooklyn of course we don't have to spend a whole lot of time on Brooklyn where you got Durant you know, Kyrie Irving, James Harden, you're going to be good. <laughs> that's, that's, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Now, they obviously have to get back healthy and get everybody together, but we know they'll be in the conversation. I think the Bucks are in the spot that they want to be in because they don't have the pressure of being talked about day-to-day, night-to-night as the team. As long as they can be a team in the mix and not have to be the team, I think they can actually do some damage. When you have Giannis doing Giannis things, he's putting up MVP caliber numbers again uh, on both sides of the ball. Uh, granted, he's had some you know kind of knickknack injuries here recently, but he'll he'll be fine come playoff time. Drew Holiday has been everything they asked for when they traded for him. Granted, I again putting it on wax. I was one of the people that said they overpaid. I almost in a way I still feel that way. But at the same time, when you know that you're bringing Giannis back and you know the type of player in Drew Holiday that you're adding to that mix, it's worth it. And I'm going to tell you something, too. I, I think I was underselling to Drew Holiday. I always loved him as a player. I always, But I never felt that he was a piece to get you over the top. I'm not saying that he would get them over the top, but I do just notice just something different about the Bucks. Even Chris Middleton, and, and one thing that I always do, and as an analyst, notice little little variables to a guy's game. And I've been watching Chris Middleton 
uh, ascend these last few years. Yeah. And the one thing that I always noticed about him that he was one of those guys that always went to his right a lot. And this year, he's finishing with his left hand, and and it, it kind of caught me by surprise. But it was just that little bitty thing. Maybe maybe just Hoopers will recognize it. Right. But but Josh, when you see guys that are right hand dominant, but then when you start to see them finishing with that other hand. It starts to it start to give you something else to think about because that's another dimension, you know, to their offensive uh, repertoire. Well, so the the dirty secret to the Bucks was that even in acquiring Drew Holiday, they still needed a way to get somebody in position to create a bucket at the end of games. Giannis finally stopped listening to the critics <laughs> and said, you know what, let's put the jumper in the garage for a second. We'll bring that out, you know, when, when the skies are a little bit more clear, you know, sunshine <laughs> a little bit more, you know, a little bit easier, ain't no, you know, wind, no rain in the forecast, none of that. You know, we're going to put that in the garage. Let's go to the post. Let's go, you know, kind of punish some of these smaller defenders. Let's go down here and play physical and play to my strength. And, you know, let Chris Middleton do a little bit more creating on the perimeter. And from an offensive efficiency standpoint, I, now, I, granted, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but just eye test, watching them, it looks easier for them to create offense for one another as it, you know, whereas before you had guys like Eric Bledsoe who, you know, yeah, they'll take somebody off the dribble, but he's not really pulling up the jump shots like that, or at least he shouldn't be. Um... <laughs> You know, before Chris Middleton kind of expanded that game, you were kind of wondering where that was going to come from, which led to Giannis trying to take threes rather than punishing people around the basket. Now their offense can be a little bit more free-flowing because you have a Drew Holiday and a Chris Middleton that you can trust with the ball in the hand. That is the voice of Josh Price. He hosts the Price Check on the In The Zone Network. We're going city to city, state to state. We're keeping it local today. Uh, Love Company's NBA segments and... um, Want to hit on one more point with the Bucks, Bobby Porter, and he was one of those guys that I've watched for a long time in the NBA, and I, I and I always wondered what was his purpose. Like, I mean, not not diminishing him, right. but as like, what what is he really going to bring to a team? To me. Again, using the eye test, this is the best I've ever seen Bobby Portis play. And if he's playing at this level uh, and, and and giving this kind of productivity, um, that makes them really tough to beat. Yeah, you got you got another bona fide score in terms of, you know, somebody who can go put the ball in the basket off the bench, especially for them. Um, and you got a versatile big. He can play the four. He can play the five. You can play him with Giannis as, as the five. You can pull him off the court and let Giannis play. Like, you have a lot of different ways that you can, can utilize him. And I think we're seeing this with another Eastern Conference team with the Knicks. Julius Randle, obviously, in a, in a much different scale. But there's something to be said for players who start their careers on losing teams and the types of habits that that can create. If you're not putting them in situations where they need to work on getting better day in and day out, you know, they start to lose that, you know, feel for their own development, that desire to get better. And so, again, play starts to get stagnant. The numbers start to get stagnant. They don't put as much into it as they do, whereas you see now Julius Randle, the Knicks on the fourth seed, and he's playing like an MVP candidate. And speaking about the Knicks, uh, that's one of those teams that, that I like, I root for. It's, it's one of those things, one of those things that 
always felt, and I think a lot of people do, that the NBA is better when the Knicks are better. And, always. And, 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 and that is a fact. And I've been rooting for this team the last few years, and and I'm a big R.J. Barrett fan. I like his improvement. I love Mitchell Robinson. I think Coach Tibbs is what's the right coach for them. Mm-hmm. They play with so much heart. Um, they're not an easy win anymore. And I, I've, I've, heard, I've heard a lot of people say, wouldn't it be interesting if, if they faced off against the Nets in the playoffs? I mean, would, wouldn't that be wouldn't that be exciting to watch? Well, it'll it'll definitely be exciting to watch now. I don't know how they'll hold up in that series for seven <laughs> games, especially if the, the Nets are fully healthy. But if they're not, that's not necessarily a team you want to see. Uh, even if you can beat them, you know, six or seven games, that's going to be a real scrappy, hard-fought series. Um, and usually the types of series that teams then fall after because they've had to put so much work into winning in six or seven games against this team that then they might not have enough left in the tank to go six or seven games with the Knicks. And I think the one thing about the Knicks that that I think a lot of casual fans really can't understand is Derrick Rose has so much left in the tank, and I think a lot of them didn't didn't realize what he what he brings. But they they he's brought a level of leadership, you know what I'm saying? That they that they also need alongside with Julius Randle, who's, who who should be. And MVP candidate, yeah, you know, and, it's, it's so warranted. And so Derrick Rose and Tibbs, they just they have this connection. Like it's a it's a chemistry that they have as coach and player. That's kind of you know it's hard to describe, but obviously you see Derrick Rose putting up some great numbers for them, giving them some great energy. Um, I really wish for basketball fans' sake that we could have like fans 100 percent capacity in some of these arenas because I think. If you had fans in Madison Square Garden right now, we would be talking about this Knicks thing in a totally different light. Because <laughs> even even with them just being, you know, in striking distance right now, we don't necessarily think they're a championship contender, but just being competent yeah, yeah, and in the yeah. hunt, there is some type of energy that is in Madison Square Garden where when the fans get in there, that thing just gets to rocking and you can really see and feel that energy. Um, but I think, you know, for the type of team that they have, they're built for the playoffs. They're, you know, built to make it hard on other teams night in and night out. I think the downfall for them is just going to be who's the one that you're going to to get scored out of after Julius Randle. Yeah. That is the voice of Josh Price. He hosts the Price Check on the In The Zone Network. We're going city to city, state to state, worldwide. I like the 76ers. Yeah. I took a breath. You know, I, I, took a, I took a breath before I said that, and I, I like Doc, and and I say that because I would say Doc Rivers has been a huge part of my basketball life. You know, right. watching him as a player with the Atlanta Hawks, watching him play with the Clippers, and watching him play with the Knicks, and and watching him transition to a broadcaster, which who I loved as a broadcaster, and then as as a coach. And as a coach, he's he's definitely disappointed me. Um, with the, you know, with the Celtics, I felt that he probably should have had at least two rings with the Celtics. Um, the, the flame out with the Clippers, he got a damn good team with the 76ers. I'm just not convinced that this team will be able to make it to the finals or even win one 
with Doc Rivers as coach. Is it wrong for me to 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 feel like Doc has to prove something to me? <laughs> <laughs> well, so no, I think where I have also had to come around on Doc is I think we also have to realize for this 76ers team the path is a little bit different than some of those Clippers teams that he's had. And so right now they're a half game behind Brooklyn for second uh, or they are in second half game behind Brooklyn for first in the East. If things stay as they are now they basically would get one of the play-in teams Second round, you looking at Milwaukee or Boston, more than likely Milwaukee, um, and then Brooklyn. That path is hard, but at the same time, right now they have the best player on the court, Joel Embiid, in all of those series. So I would, I would think that an Eastern Conference Finals is probably the the floor for them, in my opinion. Um, I think they can make the finals. They match up well with Brooklyn. Um, because again, Brooklyn just doesn't have an answer for Embiid. Now, granted, if Brooklyn is fully healthy, you only really have Ben Simmons to throw at either Harden or Durant. So you gotta, you know, Danny Green has to be at his A game. Thibel has to be on his A game defensively. Um, they got the pieces to get it done. I think it, the East will come down to one of those two teams. If I had to put my money somewhere, probably would be Brooklyn, just because by the time they get everybody back. It's just hard night in and night out to outscore Durant, Harden, and Earth. That is the voice of Josh Price. Happy belated birthday. Oh, appreciate uh, you, brother. He's joining me in studio as we breaking down the Eastern Conference. Um, love doing this, man. This is what we do best on the In The Zone Network. And I want to just keep keep on rolling along. Um, I like Atlanta. I know that they're not a title contender, but I just like what I see. Uh, from them, they are a fun team to watch. And Nate McMillan is one of my favorite coaches. And I knew when he went down there that, again, that was the right coach for them. Right. Because they they playing with so much heart. And, and man, shouts out to John, John Collins. I've liked him since he played at, at Wake Forest. And I love how much he has expanded his game. I, I, I never envisioned him being able to shoot the face up jump shot the way right. that he does now but it's just beautiful to see a guy in college and then just to get this far and I think that the sky is the limit for him yeah John Collins is a hell of a player and I think Atlanta was able to get him where they got him I think they got him towards the tail end of the first round mm-hmm. all because people didn't really know what position he was going to play in the league they thought he was kind of undersized for the center position didn't really know if he had the ability to step out and face up as a power forward so um, he definitely put the time in and put the work in to, to build an all-around game and has had a hell of a season uh, outside of the time he had you know missed with an injury. But hell of a season from the Hawks. Uh, Trey Young, of course, doing his thing out there. They, I was a little upset at first when they fired Lloyd Pierce. Um, again, a, a league that doesn't have enough black coaches, you fire one of them. It doesn't really sit well with me. But at the same time, Nate McMillan has come in there and done a hell of a job. He's made them play like professionals, night in and night out. Um, hell of a trade by them bringing Lemon Pepper Lou Williams <laughs> back yep. back home yep. uh, because now they can get somebody that you know again another bench score where they really weren't getting much out of Rajon Rondo. Um, 
I like the team that they're building. I think they still have a little bit of ways to go on the defensive end, but uh, they've got the pieces to really start contending in the East. Yeah, and, and Hurd is no slouch either. He's, yeah. uh, he's, he's played phenomenal uh, ever since uh, Trey, uh, Trey Young went out with his injury. So, uh, yeah, they are a fun, they are a fun team to, uh, to watch, uh, just like the uh, Hornets are a fun team to watch. Yeah. I mean, um, uh, Malcolm, Malcolm Briggs has been – I mean, Miles Bridges, rather. Malcolm Bridges could never get up like that. But, <laughs> but, but, but he's been posterizing and terrorizing people. And, and when Scary Terry is healthy, you know, he's been hell on the court. Uh, ball has been outstanding. They, they, Charlotte has a fun team, and, and they are another one of those teams that, that are in that, that, that play-in window, yep. you know, in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, and so I like what I see out of Charlotte's young players. Um, they actually have a coach, James Borrego, off of that pop coaching tree, another one that's that's worked out well here in the league. Um, Terry Rozier has been playing lights out. LaMelo Ball apparently is coming back today. I got that news as we were sitting here. So he's missed some time with a wrist injury, but um, who I thought was rookie of the year and probably could still make a case for being rookie of the year, even missing the time that he missed. Um, they're missing Gordon Hayward, which is pretty important for them right now. It's going to be a lot better for their playoff chances if yeah. and when they're able to get him back. Because when he, when he played, I mean, they was, they was really tough to beat. I mean, because they just have so many guys that can go get a bucket. You know, you look at Rozier, you look at LaMelo, um, you know, Gordon Hayward, like you said, Miles Bridges has been playing out of his mind. Um, you know, you got the Martin twins who out of nowhere, you know, from UNLV or, you know, coming – or not UNLV, I'm sorry, out of uh, – What's Nevada? Uh, and, they are playing and, and, well. Um, and PJ Washington. PJ Washington. They found a way to play him at the small ball five now, which has opened up some things for him. So they are a very interesting team and a team that I'm keeping my eye out on uh, for that play-in tournament because I think they can make it tough on somebody in the first round. They may not win a series, but definitely can push a team. What do you think about our hometown guy? Bradley Beal. I mean, shots out Jason Tatum, by the way. I mean, he put up a 60 ball. Oh, my gosh. Uh, so, crazy little little quick fact about his 60 ball last night. I'm scrolling, you know, through league pass. I'm like, okay, what game am I going to watch? At the time, Celtics were still down like 30. I said, okay, well, um, hmm, I guess I'll stick with, you know, Portland and Brooklyn. Watch that game. Damian Lillard going crazy. Kyrie Irving putting up his numbers. Okay, cool. And then next thing I know, I look down. And it's a two-point game in the fourth quarter. I said, well, hey, let's go ahead and toss it to Boston and, and San Antonio. And my God, it, like, it was just bucket after bucket, step back after floater after three-point pull-up. He just – the full bag of tricks was open and, and available for him. He almost hit the game winner in regulation. Um, and then went on to put up 60 points in overtime. But, yeah, definitely shout-out to, to the home team there with Jason Tatum, man, doing a hell of a job uh, putting the Celtics on his back last night. Celtics, they're not contenders. No, we don't We don't need to. Okay. Yeah, All right. We don't need to talk. Uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, uh, finally, on the, on the Wizards, uh, they were left for dead. And it, it seemed like it took a while for Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook to hit their stride. Mm -hmm. But they've hit their stride. <laughs> yeah. And uh, they are they are raising some hell. Oh, my God. So, that that is a team. I wish I wish I could find betting odds on this. There's probably somewhere I can do it. But I want to do it legally. <laughs> uh, I wish I could just put a nice little wager down on them to actually make the playoffs. 
Uh, right now, of course, they're the they're the 10 seed. So the way the play-in would work, Miami and Charlotte being seven and eight, they play each other first. Loser that plays the winner of Indiana and Washington. I think Washington's gonna get that AC. Absolutely, they 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 beat Indiana. Russell Russell Westbrook is playing out of his mind. Bradley Beal is you know jockeying with Steph Curry for you know uh, league leading score for the year. It's those two together. I don't care who is in the play in that they got to go through. I think they're getting one of those two bottom seasons. All right, that is the voice of Josh Price. More NBA talk on the In the Zone Network. We're going city to city, state to state, worldwide. You're listening to In the Zone, and this is the network. Hey, this is Kelsey McClure, and you're listening to In the Zone. This is In the Zone. Uh, because it takes all of us, right? And again, they're doing a lot of great stuff. They, yeah, some of them make bonehead mistakes, but also when you do good, you deserve to get applauded. So that's why I started my Do Good Award, and I love awarding someone or organization each and every week. Right on, Kelsey. I appreciate you doing things like that. Hey, you know, in leading the way. I love it. Thank you so much, and thanks for having me. And props to you all, too, for just a wonderful platform. I love coming on this show, and I hope St. Louis knows what they got in you. On the In the Zone Network. I'm Alexander for the Inner Zone Network. I want to tell you about Cafe Piazza. They're located at 1900 Arsenal. They have a happy hour where you get buy one, get one 50% off on all items of equal or lesser value. They also have large pieces of beer and wine. That's at Cafe Piazza. Give them a call, 314-343-0294. They also do delivery and curbside pickup. And on the weekend, their brunch is open. Get yourself some bottomless mimosas, Bloody Marys, breakfast pizza, a la carte, all at Cafe Piazza, located at 1900 Arsenal. That is Cafe Piazza, 314-343-0294, 314-343-0294, and a thank you for your business. <laughs> 